Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg live from Jacksonville, Florida. Today is the 27th of February, 2018. This is a Monday morning, great weather, beautiful sunny sky. Now today our topic is going to be about America being a drug out society. Now whether you're taking prescription drug or illegal drugs, you notice that this, this country in particular we are so drugged out um it's ridiculous um and that's something we need to discuss on uh, most of us we kind of look over it but we're not we're not seeing the the side effect of being drugged out it affects our family first and foremost it affects our children our co-workers um, our friends it affects a whole bunch of people on a daily basis so these are, this is a very uh, serious issue. Um, drug is a very serious issue in this society. Now, the past few weeks we've been here a lot of mass shooting. Some people said um, the guy was on drugs. Some people say he was uh, was mentally unstable. Well, I don't know all the facts. I can't really speak on his, his upbringing because I don't know him. I don't know his family. Nobody knows his family. Nobody actually his his family. I've not come out make any statement about his upbringing how he was raised what happened in his childhood so we don't know what happened in his childhood so all i can say is that we are living in a drug society now pfizer and merck those are the two biggest drug company i think they they made about 50 billion dollars annually or some of my say quarterly on drugs prescribed drugs that they prescribe to patients throughout this country and throughout the world. You know, Pfizer is a, is a 500 uh, company and uh, Merck is another 500 um, uh, company. So those companies are multi-billion companies, um, pharmaceutical companies um, that are based in America. Now, if you work in a hospital like myself, I used to work in a hospital years ago. I worked um, about a couple years, then I work at the nursing home. And those drugs, they have a lot of side effects too. Well, those of us who are in the health field can testify to that. And they have a lot of side effects. And that's why when you take them, they say you're not supposed to drive. You're not supposed to do anything. You need to stay home and relax. And some people do listen and other people don't listen. And those people that don't listen, it becomes a hazard. Because now you, you put yourself in danger, then you put other people in danger. You put other people's lives in danger. So America have a, a big drug issue and they have a gun issue i don't think it's a gun issue i think it's a mental issue and a drug issue that's what we really have not a gun problem because gun don't kill people let's be clear it's people that kill people because if you put a gun on the desk he's not going to kill nobody it's a person that's stupid that's going to grab that gun and shoot somebody so in, in, in retrospect it's not the gun that's the issue it's the people that's the issue we have a, a drug problem in this country and we have a mental issue in this country and those two are the epitome of what's going on right now it, it causes is, is, is a recipe for disaster you have on one hand people have their drugged out on the other hand the person is not mentally stable so that's a recipe for disaster that's why we have all this shooting going on and the shooting too, if you're cons conspiracy theorists like myself, you know that those shootings, they're not done by a long roof. Those are well-organized shootings. You know, nobody wake up that, you know, they're going to shoot the place. 
um, they don't, your mind doesn't worry like that. You might shoot one or two people, I get it, but you're not going to wake up and shoot 15, 17 people cold-blooded with a, a military-grade weapon. And where did he get that military-grade weapon? You can't even buy those guns in a gun shop, let alone to just walk into a gun shop and buy a gun like that. Especially at your age, 18 years old, they're not going to sell you a gun like that. If they do, I think the gun shop should take responsibility for that. But America is a, is a drug society. We are drugged out. And, and this is something that we need to talk about when it comes to our health and also our, our mental health, first and foremost. And um, that's what I got to say about that. Uh, if you have any commentary, um, any opinion about this topic, you can call it. Take care. Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. Today is Tuesday, February the 27th, 2018. It's a cool day and um, it's a sunny day here in Jacksonville. And our topic is going to be about Spain, the relationship with Spain and Haiti and Santo Domingo. What are the relationship? Uh, does, uh, my question is to you guys, does Spain or Haiti reparation? Those of us who study history will, will say yes. Uh, if, you, if you're not being biased, you're being truthful, you're transparent, you will say yes, yes, they do owe Haiti reparation. Now, in 1492, a lot of us kind of overlook that date, 1492 and 1804, when we're talking about Haiti. Now, those two dates are very significant, not only to Haiti, but to the whole Americas, uh, if, you, if you study history. Now, in 1492, Christopher Columbus came with the Moors out of Spain because at that time, the Moors ruled Spain and Portugal and Italy, um, England, Germany. They ruled those places for thousands of years. Let's keep that in perspective. Now, there was the decree that was put out by the Vatican and the Queen of Spain. Uh, at that time, they were looking for spices. Um, he, he was sent out to go to India. And when he thought he was in India, he landed, uh, they got lost, he landed in um, the island of Española, a.k.a. Haiti, a.k.a. Santo Domingo. That's where he landed in 1492. He had three ships. He brought three ships with him. Then at that time, the people was very welcome. The kingdom queens of Haiti, they welcomed him. The, there was um, the Tainos and the, the Aqua people. Aqua, uh, uh, I think it's Aqua people they welcome him into the island so um he wrote to the queen of spain that with 50 men he can decimate the island now in that particular time the island had a population of 30 million i just found out recently i thought it was 10 million they said no it's 30 million people in the island so 30 million people so that'll be an equivalent of 300 million people well if you look at each hundred years i'm, I'm going by birth rate if they were producing people, the island would have at least roughly 200 to 300 million people. But I'll say 200 million people. That's how much people they kill, they slaughter. When they, when they, but then he put in the conquistadors, where they were thugs. They were thugs. They were missionary. Um, you know, they were agent. They came, you know, to uh, to the to the to the island and, and decimate the whole island. They stole all the gold. They stole a lot of resources, they stole the land, and they give people diseases, um, smallpox, you know, they give us blanket of smallpox because our immune system was not 
used to those diseases because we was a, because we you know we didn't never deal with those diseases. So we were, it, it decimated the whole population. Now moving forward, they occupied Haiti from 1492 to 1791. Um, Spain was still there, um, occupying. They was on the other side of the island, but they were still in the island nonetheless. So that was, that was almost 300 years of occupation. So during those 300 years, they stole a lot of wealth out of Haiti, mainly gold, coffee, copper, um, sugar, a lot of stuff they stole out of Haiti. They brought, they was bringing to Spain. That's how Spain become a, a world power. Let's be real on that. That's how Spain become a world power because all the gold that they stole out of Haiti, and not only Haiti, but throughout the Americas, whether it's Mexico and South Florida, Florida, uh, you know, all those Colombia, Venezuela, they stole a lot of gold. And that's how, that's how Spain become a, super, a world superpower at, at that time. So now, fast forward to 2018, a lot of people are not talking about the Western media, not talking about those politicians, not talking about because it's a very touchy subject. They're also about friends or reparation, which is true. They have friends do or Haiti reparation. But on the flip side, Spain also owe Haiti reparation. If you study history, you'll know that Spain was the first person that came. They were the first people that came to Haiti. So Spain, in retrospect, owe Haiti reparation. And that's something that we need to talk about and discuss. But you're welcome to call in and comment on this particular topic. Have a great day. Hello? Hey, good morning. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, we were just having a discussion about um, mental health <laughs> in America. Okay, Max, who's calling? Uh, this is John Rosenberg from the John Podcast. All right. Yeah, so what's your perspective on America mental illness or mental health and that aspect? Because we recently it was in the news, they were talking about uh, the mass shooting in South Florida, and they were referring to the guy being. Um, he has a mental issue. So, as a as a person, uh, as an as an American yourself, do you think is a is a personal problem that we need to deal with, or is it a society problem? Well, I will say this to you, John. I thank you for calling me. Uh, <clears throat> number one, and number two, you know, it's, I, I'm, uh, you caught me off guard. Oh, okay. Put me off guard. I wish I was. I wish that you would have prepared me for this uh, discussion. Yeah, I just, I just call better. people just um, to discuss it. You know, it's been on the news, so that's why I was like, you know, yeah, let's talk about it. See, to hear different perspective about where people stand. Is that is a society? I know. I don't know. For me, I think it's a society. Where are you from, John? Huh? I'm actually. Where are you from? Where are you calling me from? I'm coming from Florida. From Florida? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, just wanted to know where you called me from and uh, why why you chose me to uh, speak on this topic here, John. No, no, I didn't choose. I just called different people that on the podcast, and whoever that answered their phone, that's who we will start talking about. Okay. So I didn't really pick you out personally. I just <laughs> pick a variety of people. You doing the answer, so. Okay. Yeah, that's... Max, Max, how old are you? 
I'm 40. Okay, so we roughly in the same age bracket. I'm 46. So you asked me the question about the mental uh, state of the uh, of the younger people. Is that correct? No, we're just talking about mental illness in general. Whether you're young, old, you know, oh, ugly, illness. fat, it doesn't matter. Now we're dealing with uh, different nationalities, different race, because it's, it's a broader perspective, if you ask me. I'm coming from a broader perspective. Yeah, that's all we're saying is a broader perspective. I know it, uh, it's been on the news recently, so that's what I'm saying that. Uh, well, if, if we go from a broader perspective, then if you're going to deal with the, with the African-American mental uh, illness, you know, it's been passed on uh, through the history of uh, slavery. slavery. So a lot of us are mentally messed up. Actually, a lot of us can go and file for mental, mental, uh, mental uh, reparation. Yeah, not well mentally disturbed. You know, a lot of people yeah, we haven't healed. We have we as a people of color have not healed on that no. aspect. Yeah, so you know, I mean, you, it's you, actually a child being traumatized. You never give the child some kind of mental um, um, help, and then that child grew up to be a problem, and you blame it on the child, but you didn't look at they had some traumatized when they were young, right. So and I think it would like I'm glad you brought it to that aspect because yes, from it's different is a from a from a, a person of color yes it it decimates our people uh, yes uh, on a mental and a spiritual level also you know let's keep down in perspective well, because to, uh, I don't want to deal with religion you know what I mean? no we're not talking about religion I talk I said spiritual I didn't say religion I never mentioned religion I said spiritual on a spiritual level it messes messes up everybody spiritual. Uh, but on 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 a mental level, yes, like you would yeah. say, I, I agree with you. On a mental level, yeah. it, it really destroys. Exactly. So, help get help, and the, the church even make it worse. They make it worse for us. But um, if you ask me, but um, yeah, it, it's something that we need to really discuss. Um, it's not only a white issue, it's, it's, a, it's an American issue. So, No, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I say, like you said, uh, it, it's we're, just we're us being colored in this country. We have not really... People are waking up and they're... Uh, they're we're getting there. The millennials. They're starting to wake up and they, they're reading and they want uh, information. These are the days of... Uh, days of words. So, yeah. Yeah, information is very vast these days. Right. You can, you know, we didn't have the access, you know, they, like they do now. You know, kids have a smartphone. Right. They have a whole bunch of technology where they can get information, and, and they they're working up because a lot of those it, history right. was told. It was not those information they taught us in school was not accurate. And when you when you start, you know, go layer upon layer upon layer, you start looking. Whether you're talking about health, you're talking about history of this country. A lot of it was a whole bunch of lie, you know. They they call us, you know, Africans, but you know, we left Africa a thousand years ago. But um, we this is our land. This is our land. Whether you talk about Mexico, the Caribbean, now, South America, all this land belonged to our forefathers. So we cannot just throw that away. I just want to speak. My bad. You called me, so I'm yeah, just going to answer. You sound far away. So. <laughs> 
No, I, I hear what you're saying because that's something that we have to deal with uh, as a people uh, as, collectively because mental health affects right. everybody in the society. Let me ask you this and mainly Let me people of color. Because I know you really don't know me. Because we called me off guard. And let me just explain. So you got this live going, this live uh, radio station going. Let me explain something to you. Uh, who I am, you know, things I've done. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, former uh, ordained minister. Uh, I'm a psychologist. I went to school for psychology. So you know, I'm an activist in my community. So people will know exactly who I am. Um, I'm very, I'm a spiritual person. I name any den denomination. You know, I claim that everybody should be living the commandments, you know, and stuff like that. Just don't deal with institutions. So that's who I am with Jermaine Clark. And to get back to your question, to get back to your question, the only way, and this goes with the Europeans, the only way they can heal themselves. What's it going on, John? Hey, Jesse Ray. This is John Rosenberg Podcast. Welcome to the podcast this morning. How are you today? Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, okay. You know, as long as you're healthy, man, you know, everything else secondary. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, our topic today, we're talking about America being a drug dodge society, man. What you think about America? We don't have a drug, we don't have a gun problem. We have a drug problem. That's my take on this. Yeah. What's your perspective on that topic? That's realistic because America is really because gun don't kill people. It's people that kill people. Yeah. True. I just feel like in America, drugs aren't considered what they used to be. Like they used to be frowned upon. It's a, and man, it's a pretty major issue. Man. My connection is breaking up. What'd you say? Yeah, official yeah, connection. Are you there? Yeah, like I said, hey, because I hate the the liberal media too. They be they be shoving that stuff down our throat for years, for decades now. Oh, it's a gun issue. No, no Sherlock. It's not a gun issue. It's a drug issue. You get rid of the drugs, and we'd be okay. Especially the yeah. illegal drugs. You know what I'm sometimes it's not even the illegal drugs too. But they cannot. They, is a cash no? Is a cash twenty two because if they get the illegal drug out the way, they ain't gonna make no money. So they have to bring the drugs in. Mm -hmm. That's how they make the money. So it's a cash twenty two because if they get rid of the drugs, they can't make no money. They can't buy no guns. Yeah, you understand? So it's not really we have a gun issue. We have, and that's why those politicians they're not talking about it because they're being bought out by you know by you know international bankers. And you and I know that it was the CIA that put those drugs into those communities. It was not. Who who you know that have boats? Who knows that got planes? Mm. Who you know in the hood that have planes? Who you know that have boats? That can bring tons and tons of cocaine, tons and tons of LSD, tons of tons of uh, freaking uh, Mali. Who got those Who got those connections to the mafia? We don't. We don't have those connections. We don't have that. It's the CIA that have the connection to those people. Okay. So consequently, and they decimate this is the whole the whole community with drugs, man. And drugs bring guns. If there's no drug, there's no guns. 
And we're referring to illegal drugs, not prescribed drugs. Yeah. Even prescription kill people. I think wants to. Because most of your death came from prescription drugs, not from illegal drugs, from prescription drugs. But that's a whole different subject in itself. Because we don't have a gun issue, we have a drug issue in this country. Once we dealt with that head on, then that drug, the, the, the gun issue will go away. Because this politician, you know, they 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 they're getting paid millions of dollars to keep the you know keep keep keep, to keep quiet, and you and I know mm-hmm. that. This is true, though. You know, they will never touch the drug issue. They will talk about gun. Hey, Jess, what's going on, man? What's up? Yeah, you dropped the call. You got maybe a bad reception where you at? Yeah, I think. I think I fixed it. Yeah, you know, like like I was saying, because America don't have a gun problem. America have a drug problem. And that's something we've been dealing with for decades, ever since Nixon was in office. I think Nixon was the first one that caught a um, war on drugs. And they still haven't resolved that since then. It's still, they put a whole bunch of policies, but no, no resolution. You understand? Because... Yeah. You and I know the drug industry is a multi-billion-dollar industry. So whether you're doing a prescription drug or you're doing illegal drug, they're both multi-billion-dollar industry. And the government profits from that. Unfortunately, most Americans don't know that. They profit from illegal drugs. You and I know that. Those of us who do research and those of us who studies, you know that America make billions of dollars off illegal drugs, and that's the truth. So, in retrospect, we don't have a drug issue. We don't have a gun issue. We have a drug issue that needs to be dealt with head on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because drugs are definitely... Illegal. It affects everybody. You know, upper class, middle class, lower class, black, white, green, yellow, ugly, fat, beautiful. It affects everybody. So it affects everybody on, on, a, on a major level. And also affects people on a mental level. That's why people have a lot of mental illness. Primarily, it's mostly drugs. People are drugged out, whether it's prescribed drugs or illegal drugs. People are drugged out. And then when a person drugged out like that, they can't really function well in the society. You understand? Yeah. They can function. You see them at your job. If the if a person pop a molly or smoke two bloods, you know, he can't really function well at work because he smoked two bloods before he came to work. So he's not going to perform as he should. So even people that take prescription drugs, and like I said before, Prescription drug, if you look at the stats, kill more people than illegal drugs. You understand? Yeah. So that's something that America have to deal with because they're not being transparent about the real issue. They always want to throw some dirt on other people. Or if it's not the Democrats, it's the Republican. It's, it's like a yang-yang, back-and-forth argument. But they're not talking the issue head on. America don't have a gun issue. We have a drug issue. And once we can deal with that drug issue, we can deal with the gun issue. Like I said, gun don't kill people. It's people that kill people. Your, your gun doesn't walk on its two feet and start killing people. No. It's 
it's idiots that go out there and kill people. You and I know that. Yeah. It's crazy, though, because most of these people who commit these crimes usually aren't even associated with drugs at first. It's just beforehand. Like, they'll do drugs before they go do something stupid. Yeah, they do drugs and they go do, do, do something stupid. And sometimes it's not, sometimes they're just mentally unstable. And they never got the help, you know, when they were young. Or, and then they grew up like that without staying disabled. And then now they become a, a problem for not only for their own family, for their society as a whole. Because if you have a child that has mental issues, you don't take care of it. And that child grew up to be an adult. It's not only your issue, now you become a society issue. Because you didn't deal with it when the person was young. You let them grow up with that same mental disease. And then now they become a society problem. It's not only your problem, it's everybody's problem now. You understand? Yeah. And uh, if you see the, the South Florida mass shooting, the parents have not come out make any statement about the, this, this guy, you know, welfare. You know, his upbringing, how he was... You know, I, they say you come from a middle class family, but me, that's irrelevant. And I'm, I'm wondering how he, how he was brought up. Why, why he become like that? But me, being a conspiracy theorist like I am, I know he was done by agents. I don't think anybody do stuff like that on a regular. Nobody wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to shoot 17 people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Your mind doesn't not your mind, I don't care if you're angry at the world. You I'll give you one of, you might go and cop some bullets, shoot a couple of people. I'll give you that. But for you to go to a school and and kill 17 people cold-blooded, that's not normal. That's not how your mind wired. Your mind does not work like that. So whether he was on drugs, whether he has a mental issue, that's irrelevant because we have to deal with those things head on. You know, it's not, we always talk about gun, gun, gun. No, gun don't kill people. It's people that kill people. We don't have a gun issue. We have a drug issue in this country that needs to be dealt with. But the reason why they haven't dealt with it because the government makes billions of dollars, you know, on a monthly basis. They make billions of dollars of illegal drugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, unmarked so money. Yeah, we're talking about monthly, monthly, on a monthly basis, they're making billions of dollars on, on drugs. So, so therefore, they can't really talk about it because, you know, they'll be a hypocrite because they're making billions of dollars. How do you think the CIA get all those money from? How do you think they get all that money from? You think it's from doing some good work for the American public? No, it's illegal drugs. Majority of their funds come from illegal drugs. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though? In this country. I I recently just just found out. You know how we're like twenty two dollars, twenty two trillion dollars in uh in debt. Man, we I told you it was a hundred trillion. Man, I told you that it's, it's higher, higher than that now. I uh, know if you combine when, when you're doing the combination of um healthcare, Medicaid, and the national debt plus you look at you know international debt that we owe people like you know Japan, China, France, England. So if you come by, if you come by all those debts, we over a hundred trillion dollars. That's why the dollar is bound to fail. The only reason why it doesn't fail—that's why the dollar is bound to so fail. Much. We believe in the dollar uh -huh. too much. That's why it doesn't fail. 
Uh, well, it's going to fail. It's not. It, it, it's just a matter of time. It's going to. Yeah. It, 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 they already know that. That's why they rigged the market. They rigged, Wall Street already know that the market is going to fail. Obama know it. Um, Trump know it. George Bush Sr., George Bush Jr., even Nixon. They know all those information I'm giving you right now. These people, they plan those things 50 years to 100 years ahead. They know the market is going to crash. And this time around, when it does crash, it's going to be, it's going to be a chaotic. It's going to be pandemonium across this country, across the world. And that was scary me, though. Yeah. $21 trillion been missing and from the government that we just lost in the past eight years. Did you, did you know about that? The thing, is, the thing is that we're so drugged up. The American public in general, we are drugged up. Whether it's, like I said before, whether you're taking prescription drugs or you're taking illegal drugs, you're popping mollies or you're popping Percocet. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing because they, seem, they have major effect in your mind and your body, yeah. right? Correct? So whether you're popping Percocet or you're popping mollies, right? A lot of us pop mollies. Mm-hmm. Now, let's keep it 100. Yeah, you do those drugs. A lot of those children, they're popping mollies and they're smoking weed. So when you're popping molly and you're smoking weed, it had a, it's going to have a major effect on your mental health. So who knows what this kid was on? He could have popped a couple of molly pills or he was smoking some weed or he was, uh, what's the other drug they be taking? Um, meth. He could have taken some meth. Did you know? Maybe he was on meth. Who knows? The same chemical they haven't been. And Adderall is a, prescri- a prescription drug and meth is this. That's what I'm saying. They, 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 even the prescribed drug, they're just as deadly as, as they're just as deadly as the mm-hmm. uh, the illegal drug because the chemical components are pretty much the same. The cup, the chemical. If you if you if you're a, a, a chemistry, if you study chemistry, you look at those chemicals. They're pretty much identical. So when a person using Molly or they pop, they smoking weed or they popping uh, Percocet. If you look at the chemical components, they're pretty much identical. So when you abuse those drugs, it's going to have a major effect on your mind. So you won't be able to focus right. You won't be able to function right. And a lot of these people, some of us, we work with those people. Some of us go to school with those people on a daily basis. And that's, that's a recipe for disaster. So when those people go off, you can't stop them. Mm-hmm. You understand? You cannot stop them. Because they are they high on drugs, and you've seen people high on drugs before. You see how they act. Yeah, I do. So when you give that person they high on drugs and they are, they have a military grade weapon, oh, that's a recipe for disaster. These people can go in there kill a thousand people with no feelings. Mm-hmm. So I, in retrospect, we don't have a a gun issue. We have a drug issue that needs to be dealt with. But the government makes so much money out of it, so it's hard. It's like a catch twenty two. It's hard for them to talk about because they're making billions of dollars on a monthly basis, on a weekly basis, for that case. So they it's hard. They cannot talk about it because they're making so much money out of it. It's greedy, and they know money is power. So, understand that. That's what I'm saying. That's why they, 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 they don't want to cut people of color get money. They don't want us to do drugs, not because of, you know, they, because they know the power that, you know, the money that we make out of that. Now, think about it for a minute. If they let us sell drugs, 
in in ten years time we'll have multi-billionaire in this country, color yeah. people, right? And they're gonna be young billionaires. They're not gonna be old like those old dudes, those old white dudes. They're gonna be young billionaires. So they said, no, 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 no. We're gonna take the drug from those colored people, and then we're gonna be shipping the drug to, for them. We're gonna be the, the distributor. So if they let us distribute the drug ourselves, we're gonna be multi-billionaires within a decade. But they don't want that because they, that's gonna change the power shift in this country, and not only in this country, in the world. So therefore, they're gonna put all these policies in place, all these stupid laws in place to stop us from doing yeah. those things. You understand? But meanwhile, they're doing it on a major scale. They're shipping tons of tons of gold, of, of, of cocaine, tons of tons of all type of illegal drug. Like, um, that's why they ain't got it. We say, why they ain't got us then? It's the opium, man. They ain't got it for It's the opium. That's why they're over there for. It's crazy. But I'm telling you, man, I got big plans for my city. We're going. I'm going to get the drugs out of my city, starting with heroin, because the opiates are the worst, worst type of drugs ever. What? It's 11 o'clock. Yeah, opium is a major drug, and they're making billions of dollars of, of opium. Yeah, because everybody gets addicted to it. It's like the first time you try it, you get home. Yeah, it's addictive. It's a very addictive drug. Once you take, it's like cocaine. Once you take cocaine, you always have a crave for it. You always have a crave for it. But like, like I told you before, I say our problem is not a gun problem. It's a drug problem. And those politicians, they know that. They know that. They know, they're aware of that. But they won't talk about it because they're making millions of dollars of our ignorance. Mm -hmm. So if you if you right now you go to your 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 politician, to your governor, to your mayor, and you ask him, sir, we don't have a we don't have a gun problem. We have a drug problem. He's gonna backpedal it. He's gonna give you a whole bunch of nonsense. He's not gonna tell you the truth. He's gonna say, well, you know, um, you know, these guns being, you know, there's too many guns in the streets. So how did they get there? Did they get there by themselves? No, somebody put them there. Yeah. You understand? Somebody who, you know, nobody have boats in the hood. Nobody got planes in the hood, right? So where these guns are coming from? Where are they coming from? Where are they coming from? How come these young kids have access to those guns? That's the question you should, how they get all this access to those guns? They buy them. You know, they don't just go and buy guns like that. They have to have access to those guns, and this government keep dumping guns in those in those communities. But that's why they, that's why you had the uh, Oliver North testify for, for Congress. He, he he told you that they were doing that stuff back yeah. in the eighties, right? They were doing it in the seventies, and they're still doing it till today. That's the sad part. <laughs> People think this thing is gone, is done over with. No, they're still doing it. We just, you know, the media is not talking about it, but they're still doing it. Unfortunately, that's the that's our dilemma in this country, because we are drugged out. People say, no, you know, gun don't kill people. It's people that kill people. You can take all the guns out, people are still going to find a way to kill other people, yeah. right? So as long as the person is drugged out, you know, 
You can't control that person. He or she, when they, whenever they're drugged out, you can't control that person. You cannot. You can try to, but you're going to lose because they're drugged out. Yeah, you're right. They are drugged out. Yeah, but, John, we might have to cut this early because my phone's on 2%, so it's going to die. Soon. Okay. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you. Maybe we'll talk about um, – I'm doing another podcast today, so later on okay. tonight I'll give you a call. We can discuss another topic. But it was nice talking you as to well. you. You have a great day. All right, you too, man. Good afternoon. This is the Luwak Show coming from Jacksonville, Florida. Our topic today is um, reparation for the Negro American. Um, this is the open forum. You're welcome to join me this afternoon, Thursday afternoon. Um, uh, reparation for the Negro American. So I want to hear your views and your perspective about this topic. John. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? On, my phone's on two percent right now, and I'm out. So, so you can talk me to my phone dial. Oh my goodness! Well, we're still in the, the same. Um, well, we're talking about mental illness. So I guess that's what we talk about. Um, we talk about America being drugged out, and mental illness. What is the solution? As far as you know, giving people help that need the help at you know at a young age. You know, I, as adult, you know, people. Hello. Go, you know, hello, look is back. I need a love to hate to hate. How are you? Hey, how have you been? <laughs> this is my boy Jesse Ray Hello. from Pittsburgh. You. And I'm live from Florida. <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? Yeah, she's in Louisiana, man. She with the body, body, man. <laughs> she yeah, was the master P. What yeah, are y'all she creole, she creole, man. We talk about <laughs> mental health. America being drugged out. <laughs> yeah, she body, body. <laughs> You know, I like oh, them girls. I body body. You don't know anything about no masterpiece. Make them see it. Oh, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> hey, you guys want to do me a favor and shout out my friend Darius Addison? Addison. All right, let's give a shout out to Darius Addison. He's a rapper or he's a podcaster? He's a public figure over here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I need to come to Pittsburgh, but I've never been over there. I'll come during the summer. <laughs> it's fun in the street. Hanging out with the Italian. You're, you're Louis, bro. Give me the bat. <laughs> so what's going on, Do y'all ever travel to Louisiana? Yeah, I've oh, been yeah. over there, man. I'm about it, about it. I already told you that. <laughs> I've been to Baton Rouge, where all the Creole be hanging out. There's a lot of Creole girls up there. Yeah, there he is. I'm not Creole, yeah, Nah, you just body body. That's all. <laughs> you just body body. But we're talking about mental health. What's your take on that? Since you're in the health field, what's your take on mental health? You know, the recent shooting in South Florida. So, what is your perspective of mental illness and mental health in general? Well, the thing is, is it's ignored. You know, a lot of people is embarrassed. They don't even like to discuss the fact that they may have mental issues. Right, right. But that with is this true. situation with Floyd, I just have a hard time believing that he had mental issues. I, I don't. Me, I feel the same way too. I, I feel the same way. Issues. And I mean, me and my friend was just talking about. We're like, listen, if this dude happened to be a brother, he would have cashed about a hundred bullets in his exactly, fucking brain. Exactly. Now, since he happened to be Caucasian, aka white, 
Yep. He ain't get no bullets. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If it was, imagine me go out there with some gun, regular gun, and shoot two people. There Just you go. two people. <laughs> They're going to shot me dead. I'm going to get shot dead. They're not going to say, oh, you know, this brother was, um, he was crazy. Exactly. Insane in the main brain. We're going to apprehend him and take him to jail and give him some Burger King. Hell no. We I'm going to get some bullets. We just had an incident probably about three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, where this black guy have a history of mental issue ever since he was like six yeah, years they, old. Yeah, they kill him. And he shot at his, his own mother and stuff. All they kept talking about was his criminal history. His mental issue yeah. never even was discussed. I'm like, that's what serious? I'm saying. When it's us, they talk about our criminal history. They it's don't crazy. talk about our health, you know, how we was doing when we were a kid, if we were molested as a exactly. child. If we had, and then those of us who happen to be colored, you know, you go back to slavery. You know, our people, there's a brother I was talking to earlier. He said, John, it, it, you know, you remember, you remember, you know, we were, you know, we were to slavery and that was traumatizing for us. Yeah, you know, exactly. a lot of us was kidnapped. It's not that we were volunteering, like, oh, I want to be a slave. You know, what I mean, and we was indigenous servant for the most part. It's not we didn't come out of Africa. We was what they were doing. They was picking us from different part of the country, or different part of the Americas, and bring us here to America to work the plantation. So they didn't really bought us from Africa. That's a lie. You know, exactly. That's the biggest lie on the book that they never told. They told you your history in reverse. Which yep. means that most of us came out of Spain or Portugal. Mm-hmm. You understand? Because Portugal and Spain and Italy and Germany and England itself, they were run by black people for thousands of years. Yep. But they don't give you that history. You know, after the Renaissance, they whitewash everything. Exactly. So they make everything look white. And then you're thinking, you know, it was, these are white people. No, those are black nobility. King James is a black king. But they don't yep. tell you that shit. They lie no, they to don't. you. And when you go to England, you go to the museum, you're like, what the fuck? This motherfucker <laughs> lied to me. This motherfucker is a Negro. I'll be damned. <laughs> then you be bamboozled all these fucking years. Exactly. You know, I don't care you went to fucking Harvard. They lie to you. They tell you fucking <laughs> shit on reverse. <laughs> Even Lincoln, his ass was black too. That's how they fucking put him in the penny. He don't work for them. His ass was a Negro. That's why they put him with a penny. He said, why, why is Lincoln on the fucking penny? Well, because he's a Negro. That's why. <laughs> you, you bad. That is not why that man is on a penny. Yes, because he signed up. No, he did sign a referendum. Like, uh, because remember, he, he wants to have his own currency. Well, he yeah, wants to have but... the Confederate, the Confederate, not Confederate. He wants to have the, uh... no, at that time he was fighting the, the international bankers. Because he wanted to bring uh, another currency, and right. it was against that. So by doing, by uh, consequently, they 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 assassinated him. Remember, him and All JFK right. have something similar. They both got assassinated. Right. And they both were trying to do the same exact thing. They wanted to bring a different currency. JFK wanted to bring another currency. They're like, no, you you stupid Irish Negro. We're gonna get your ass plus, plus you Catholic, or we you got you got you know, you're a Catholic plus you're Irish. Oh, hell no. You're about to get your brain blow out. That's crazy. So they both got their brain blow. They both got the same. I, fucking, I, they both got shot in the head, right? <laughs> Coincidence? No. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it. They both got shot in the head. They both got shot that. in the head. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. Because mental health is a very serious. And it, America don't have a mental health problem. They have a drug problem. That's our right. problem. We are drugged out. Whether you popping Percocet or you popping Molly's. Exactly. And a lot but of I don't understand. Like, what is a Molly, though? 
Molly is 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 a, is a is a drug is a street drug. Uh, it's a combination of you know, ecstasy or LSD. Uh-huh. It's a combination of both or cocaine. It's a mixture uh-huh. of drugs. So it's a it's a pink pill. Sometimes it's a blue pill. I've seen it right. up close myself because you know me, I don't do drugs. So I stay drug free. I was going to say, you do drugs. No, prescribed, do prescription drug. I do prescription. Even prescription, I don't mess with that stuff because if you look at the stats, uh, prescription drug kill more people than illegal yep. drug. Let's keep that real. Yep. That's true. So uh, those of us who work in the health field, you know that. You yep. Off top, you know that prescription drug on a daily basis, on a annually basis, they kill people more than Illegal drugs. It, it, it does. And the, the no. sad part about it is, is the younger people know what that drug would do to them. Now, the older people... Some of them know, the some of them don't know because their parents... No, when you them, drink... Their, their parents are the time to really give them, a, to give them a lecture about drugs. So they see their no. friend is doing it. They want to do it because it's hip. It's hot. It's, it's, it's hip. It's cool. It's already. cool to pop a cup of mollies. It's cool to drink a whole fucking Bacardi bottle by yourself. A bottle of henny, and go you know go go have sex and then go bucks go buck rock. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what teenagers do. You know, I was a teenager myself, so I know what we. I do. didn't do that when I was a teenager. Well, you know, you you was one of the good ones, you know. But you know, body body girls, I, I heard even, about them I in Louisiana. I was 21 years old. But you like you really country then because you 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 are a country girl because where I'm from, <laughs> niggas was drinking when they were 12. Oh my God! No, See, nigga was drinking when they were twelve. I didn't. I know brothers that was smoking when they were thirteen. Oh wow, that's crazy. That is straight I mean, up. I know, I know. I have cousins that you know have, but no, nah, I was very sheltered. I'm not gonna lie. No, like like I said, no, no. It's good. It's good that you didn't get uh, intertwined. Those. I'm I'm glad you didn't. It's good for you. It, it kind of benefit you in the long run. Right. But you know, it's good. It's le- it's good to get less exposure than get more exposure, especially. Good stuff. Now it's good to give your That's children good. a rundown how the world is. We live in a very demonic world. So you got sex trafficking, you got drug dealers, you got pimps out there, you got all type of shit out there. So it's good as a parent to school your children about how this world works. You know, this is not just Disney World, everybody Google Gaga. No, this is a real doggy dog world. Is whether it's, it's race or whether it's drugs, whatever it is, guns, it's out there, okay? It's out there, and it's right. real. And you got to school your children about the realness of this world, you know? But the church, and, you know, they like to dumb down the kids, you know, mm-hmm. everybody love you, Jesus, oh, all this love shit. Yeah, everybody don't, everybody don't love you, man. Don't believe that hype. Exactly, exactly. Your mother That's loves you, true. your dad loves you, That's it. <laughs> Your sibling might love you too. And that's about it. Once you leave that house, like Chris was said, Chris Mark said, once you leave that house, nobody give a damn about you. Nobody <laughs> care about you. Once you walk out this door, nobody care about you. Nobody give a damn about you. We love you. Me, your mother, we love you. Your uncles, they might love you too. But after that, nobody give a damn about you. So this world, America don't have a gun problem. America have a drug problem. The number they one reason why America don't get rid of the drug because the government, unfortunately, our well, this is not our government. It's not my government. <laughs> let me let me let me uh, rephrase it. <laughs> let me rephrase the statement. This motherfucking government, this demonic government, 
they benefit from it because they make billions of dollars on a monthly basis of drugs, illegal drugs, opium, cocaine, all type of drugs. They make billions of dollars. So consequently, they they don't have no interest of stopping the drug from coming here. Okay? If you know back during the Reagan administration, they were bringing drugs into the black community. Yep. Okay, that's how you got Rick, Rick, Rick Ross. That's how you get the whole Rick Ross uh, phenomenon. Because he was working with the CIA back in L.A. And they was dumping drugs by the tons. By the tons. Every month they were bringing drugs to the neighbor and guns. So you ask yourself, exactly. there's no gun, there's no ship in the hood. Who you know got ship in exactly. the hood? Who you know that got played in the hood? in the hood, but yet you got all these guns. You have all this assets. Yeah, you got all this gun in Chicago. You got all this gun in Louisiana. You got all this gun in fucking um, in New York, in LA. Exactly. Where those guns are coming from? From the sky? Exactly. They're just from, from the sky? That's baloney. That's a whole exactly. bunch of wash wash. Where those guns it's are coming from? And we're talking about military-grade guns. We're not talking about the average guns. No, we're talking about military-grade guns. The question is, what 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 do we do? Because we have a president. The thing is, two shifts. we got to rise up as a people. We got to say exactly. enough is enough of this nonsense. Because the drug issue is a major problem. Because we haven't solved that drug issue. We have not solved it. And that's why we can, once we solve the drug issue, we can solve the gun issue. Because they coincide with each other. Right. Because the more illegal drug you have in any society, the more guns you're going to have. Because people are going to have to protect the territory, right? We're talking about the drug dealers and people in average going to have to get some guns to protect themselves and their family. So if you... Welcome back to another podcast. This is John Rosenberg from John um, Rosenberg Podcast. Um, our topic today is going to be colorism. Um, colorism has become a phenomenon throughout the world. I don't care what city you're from, what country you're from, what language you speak, but colorism is, is a major factor for most copper toned people. Now, those of us who like to deep and dabble in different races mostly the, I'm, I'm I'm talking to the men and the women most mostly the men because men have a tendency to put pressure on women to look a certain way and I also have brothers that you know I have two daughters myself and I told them to love themselves as they are and we as people of color we have a tendency of not loving ourselves due to the fact of slavery you know slavery because the way slavery was implemented uh, we have a tendency of hating ourselves, and religion also play a major part of that. Also, slavery number one, religion number two, and you can throw politics and race number three. But um, colorism is a global phenomenon. Whether you're from East India, whether you're from Jamaica, whether you're from Nigeria, whether you're from America, you notice that all our women are bleaching, and bleaching is is is, is bad for our skin. Any doctor can tell you, any dermatologist can tell you that it damaged the epidermis, it damaged the skin, uh, the skin um, layer, so it damaged the skin cells. So when you bleach your skin, you have a tendency of getting sick because you have no, you take away the melanin that protect the skin from sun sun rays. So if you destroy the melanin, consequently you have a, you're gonna get burned, and that's why it is essential that we teach our daughters, our son, to love their colors, especially our daughters, because for a woman, look is very 
it's very prominent for them to look a certain way. And that's why you got to start the children at a young age to love that, to love themselves as they, as they are. That's why I'm not, I'm not big on wigs. People say, why are you not big on wigs? I say, wigs is a self-hatred. Even though some, just because you wear a wig, that means you hate yourself. I'm not saying that because you wear a wig, you hate yourself. But that's the perception you give into the world. When you see somebody, you walk down the road, you see this dark skin sister with a blonde wig or with a, a long ass uh, wig down to her, to, her, to her ass, you're like, what the hell is wrong with this chick? Why is she wearing this lace front wig all the way down to her? That's not her natural hair. Now, there, let's get that in perspective. There are some black women that have long hair, whether they're from Africa, whether they're from the Americans. They have a lot of beautiful black women, whether they wear locks or they wear their hair regular. They have really long natural hair, but the media do not promote that. The media always promote white or those exotic Russian from Siberia, or sometimes they go to the Philippines or Brazil. And Brazil have like over 100 million people of black of, of dark complexion. So let's keep that in perspective. So we have a tendency of not loving ourselves due to religion, race, and slavery, because we have been dumbed down for, for so so many centuries now. We, we become self, we, we self-hate. We don't love ourselves. Consequently, it kind of project to the, you know, it, it project to the, uh, the people, to the, to the society that we as blacks, we don't love it. Not all of us. Now, there's a lot of, the, there are a lot of us, you know, we don't love ourselves, but there's some of us that really care for ourselves. We love who we are. We love our history. We love the way we look, our big nose, our big lips. Uh, dark complexion or light skin complexion because we come a different shade of color. Let's give that a, a, a perspective. We come a different a shade of color. So, and this is for the woman mostly because a woman, you know, she's kind of she's all into her look. Where there's her hair, makeup, her outfit, she always into that look. Men too, but women they more because men put a lot of pressure on them to look a certain way. That's why I tell a guy, if you get out date the woman the way she is, I'm not always going to get you a fat woman. I'm not saying that because I'm big on health. So she have to be in shape. But I'm saying you have to love her, whether she have dreads, afro, her long hair, regular long straight hair. You have to love her for it. I'm not big on wigs. If she got wigs, hey, that's your, your take. I don't know. You can go for it or not. But if she have natural hair, whether it's an afro, or twist, or braid, or or dreadlocks, love her for who she is. Whether she's dark, or she's light brown, or light skin yellow, love her for who she is. That's what I got to say on this topic. Our topic is about colorism. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. This is the Lou Rock Show. Our topic today is religion is the greatest drug of all time. We're going to be talking about the religion as the greatest drugs of all time. Um, this is an open forum. You're welcome to give me your perspective on this topic. Take care. Have a great day.